Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. A few years back, we had Marilyn Scavoni, uh, the then editor and publisher of the Valley Mirror in Munhall, on to talk about local journalism and, and how it has changed and how it has evolved in the Pittsburgh area. We have seen the loss of many local newspapers, but the Valley Mirror, uh, which also serves the Steel Valley and Woodland Hills communities in the Midmont Valley, uh, or the Upper Mon Valley, I guess it's called, seems to be thriving. Well, they have a new editor, and she's on the line with us this morning. Emily O'Connolly is the new editor of the Valley Mirror in Munhall, and she joins us, I'm assuming, from the newspaper office. Uh, good morning, Emily. Good morning. Tell us first of all uh, about the Valley Mirror. Uh, When was it launched and and what communities does it serve in the Mon Valley? So the Valley Mirror was launched in 1981 by a man named Earl Whitpen. And in 1999, it merged with the Braddock Free Press, which was an 87-year-old publication. We serve, I believe, about 21 municipalities and we're the paper of record for 16 boroughs, which include like... Lincoln Place, Dravosburg, Glassport, all the Woodland Hills communities, as you had mentioned, the Steel Valley School District communities, West Mifflin. I feel like I'm forgetting yeah. some probably, but it's a, quite a bit. That, that's a big responsibility. And, and the other thing that I think that is, is fairly unique in our area is you are not part of some large chain, as, as so many other newspapers are, correct? It is independently owned. That's right. Is Marilyn still involved? As I mentioned, we had Marilyn on on the show uh, several years ago to to talk about her experiences. Yeah, absolutely. So Marilyn is, um, she's still the owner, of course, and she, you know, handles all of our billing and subscriptions and um, pretty much just the actual running of the business in terms of, you know, the financials. For people who are not familiar, what is in a typical issue of, of the Valley Mirror when people pick it up either on the newsstand or they get it mailed to their home? Um, that's a great question. So um, ideally what's in the Valley Mirror when people are picking it up off newsstands is um, local news stories that they cannot easily get about events in their community. So, um, you know, a lot of people just by watching TV or listening to the radio can get most of their news. Um, however, the news doesn't typically focus on smaller communities, um, so we try to make our news more localized so that hopefully people are learning about something that they don't know about or reading a feature that they might not know about. Um, you know, occasionally, though, that's really difficult to do with limited resources. So we do also have like some state and city news. But it's it's the stuff that is is beneath the radar of the Post-Gazette or Trib Live or, or the TV stations for the most part. Yes. Uh, we're talking with Emily O'Connolly. She is the new uh, editor of the Valley Mirror. You, you do have a Facebook presence. Uh, how do people subscribe? How do people get more information about the paper? Uh, well, so it's kind of the Valley Mirror is kind of one of those situations where most people that buy it have been reading it for a very long time or their parents brought it home from somewhere like Lizzie's Dairy. Um, 
and it's just kind of maintained this like little pocket of people that continue to read or like their families read it and bought it. So now they read it and buy it. Um, but if somebody is interested in learning about the Valley mirror, like you said, we do have a Facebook presence. Um, we are hoping that we are going to get online this year. Um, that's something that we're really working on is developing a website. And if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach out to you? Um, the best way to reach out to us is by email, which is valleymirror at comcast.net, or they can call the office. Uh, do I just give the yeah, office yeah, go number? Ahead, yeah, go ahead and give me the number. Yeah. Yeah, it's 412-462-0626. 412-462-0626 or valleymirror at comcast.net. Emily O'Connolly is our guest this morning. Uh, and we're talking about the weekly newspaper where she has recently taken over as the uh, editor. And we're going to talk about what, what it means to be the editor of a, of a weekly newspaper. Uh, having done it, it is not necessarily for the faint-hearted. Uh, tell me, Emily, uh, a little bit about your background. Uh, where was home for you? Where did you grow up at? Um, I grew up in North Canton, Ohio, okay. uh, which is known for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually my first job when I was a teenager. Uh, I graduated from Hoover High School and I attended Kent State University. Um, I co- became interested in journalism when I was in high school originally. So the school I attended had a award-winning journalism and broadcast journalism program. And I almost thought I would go to college for journalism, but I went for case management and social work instead. I never actually pictured myself working for a newspaper after I set my mind to social work. Um, so it's kind of an interesting you know, situation I find myself in now. <laughs> That, that, that at one time, though, was a very fertile ground for uh, journalism uh, between the, the Akron Beacon Journal, the Canton Repository. I believe Kent had its own newspaper. Yeah. Of course, the Cleveland Plain Dealer and the Cleveland and Akron and Youngstown TV stations all kind of overlap that area. So um, there certainly yeah, was right. a, lot of, a lot of news in the area. Definitely. Um, it was, uh, you know, when I moved to Pittsburgh, um, I met the Shivani's and before the pandemic was even a thing, they were looking for someone who could do graphic design. And Mm -hmm. that was a skill that I had, you know, become interested in, in, you know, those early days in North Canton, Ohio. And it was something that I had self-taught in adulthood um, and offered to step in. Um, So over the six years that I've known them, I've always like chimed in with my ideas and Mm -hmm. officially began working for the paper in 2019. What, What brought you to Pittsburgh in the first place? Um, I came here on a vacation, uh, which is, I guess, Pittsburgh's a weird place for a vacation, so maybe I shouldn't word it that way, but <laughs> I came here, like, on a trip. I had never been to the city before, okay. and um, that's, I at the minute I came here, I just, like, loved it immediately. I loved everything about Pittsburgh, um, and I moved here in 20, at the end of 2018. And, and what was your first job uh, after moving here? Uh, so I actually, um, that's a so I actually uh, worked as a stay-at-home mom, okay. which some yep. people don't consider a job. But for me, it was a full-time job because I have a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. So that was what I did at, when I moved here. You, you mentioned that you got involved in the journalism program in high school, although uh, your degree from Kent State, I think you said, is actually in, in social work. Uh, what, what was so attractive to you about um, journalism or media when you were in high school? What, what attracted you to it in the first place? Uh, I really loved um, writing when I was younger, and I wanted to explore different avenues of writing. So I had taken, I had signed up for a lot of like different writing classes, and the journal, the, the journalism class just seemed to really like hit home. I fell in love with features writing, mm-hmm. which is 
my favorite uh, form of journalism is features. And I just really like telling stories. So that was really what was the most attractive to me. Uh, we're, we're talking with Emily O'Connolly. She's the new editor of the Valley Mirror. That's the weekly newspaper that serves the Steel Valley and Woodland Hills communities in the Mon Valley. 412-462-0626. You can also reach out to them at valleymirror at comcast.net. And they have a Facebook page, as Emily mentioned. Uh, they, they are working on uh, building up their website. And uh, we'll, we're going to ask you about that, Emily, because that sounds like a big project as well. Uh, who all works for the paper um, in addition to you? So in addition to me, um, that we have columnists mm-hmm. and we have a couple of freelancers. Uh, I believe we have about eight columnists who submit um, either some of them regularly, some of them, you know, biweekly or less. And, and then, I, I think one, uh, of them is, one of them is Jim O'Brien, who people will know from his different sports books about the Pirates, the Steelers and, and the Penguins, correct? Yes. Uh, Jim O'Brien was uh, one of our columnists, but he recently has retired from the Valley Mirror. Oh, so okay. his last column was in um, the week before. So last week, actually. Oh, OK. OK. Well, congratulations to him on, on, on his retirement. I believe Kristen uh, Kalicheni also uh, writes for you as well. And she and she does a, uh, a radio show uh, for Tube City Online. Yeah, she does. She writes like a lifestyle column mm-hmm. for us. And we get a lot of positive feedback on that. And, and you have local sports as well, too. You cover the local high school sports, for instance. Yes. Thankfully, we have Dave Paloff, who is like our hero of sports, basically. I don't know what sports page we would have without him. Um but he does keep track, really good track of what is going on in local sports, not just high school sports, but, um, you know, all, uh, sports for, I don't even know what you call them, sports for adults uh, in the area. You can tell just by talking to me, I am not a sports girl. So. But, but, but things like uh, bowling scores and golf scores and hunting, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have to take a 30-second break. When we come back, I, I want to ask you why you decided to make the jump from writing for the paper to editing the paper, uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you, and what are some of the things that maybe you look forward to every week, okay? Uh, We're talking with Emily O'Connolly. She's the new editor of the Valley Mirror, which is based in Munhall, but serves um, much of the upper Mon Valley area, the Woodland Hills, uh, Steel Valley, and West Mifflin communities. Uh, 412-462- let me see if I got the number right here, uh, 0626 or Valley Mirror at Comcast.net. For more information, you can also find them on Facebook. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation at downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Strifler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Strifler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Strifler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services, and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Strifflers also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Now you've made the leap to editing the paper yourself. Why did you want to make the leap from writing to being the editor? Um, I saw a lot of areas for improvement and a lot of ways in which we could like serve our communities and our readership area. Mm -hmm. And they were things that I felt very strongly about. And I pushed Marilyn, you know, multiple times. And she, she originally only, when she bought this paper, she really only planned on working it for 10 years. So she really went a lot longer 
than she had originally intended. And I, you know, it just felt like a good time. Now felt like a good time to make the change. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the changes that you have made over the last few weeks is that the paper has been, you've redesigned it, um, made it look a little bit maybe cleaner, um, a little bit um, tighter, um, uh, some more color uh, on the pages. Uh, How has the reception to that been? So the reception to that design change has been positive. Um, I have personally not heard anything negative about the design change. Um, That is something that I have, I think is the most exciting thing that we've done. Uh, I really, really love this paper um, redesign. And when we were doing it, I took a look at so many um, back issues mm-hmm. of the Braddock Free Press, early editions of the Valley Mirror, and worked really closely with a team to come up with this new look and also just, you know, create a newspaper for adults. Yeah. And um, that is tighter, more modern, but still kind of has that throwback to like our original roots with our nameplate. Did, did, how far back you mentioned that the Braddock Free Press, when it merged with the Valley Mirror, was eighty-seven years old. The, the Valley Mirror itself goes back to the early nineteen eighties. Do you have all those archives back to the to the very beginning, or are there, are yeah. there pe- so bits and pieces? The, the Rivers of Steel has uh, is houses most of uh, the Braddock Free Press and early versions of the Valley Mirror. I actually have a ton of Valley Mirrors and a few binders of the Free Press in my trunk right now to take over there. <laughs> um, so its trunk is full. But um, yeah, so other than a few that were lost in a flood from water damage, we have pretty much the entire, entire thing available to the public. Wait, then, okay, so this is an interesting question. I'm going to diverge for a minute. What has what has changed and what has stayed the same? What, what are some things that you noticed in the older issues that you, you probably wouldn't put in, in one of the issues today? Um, I actually, so I think some, things got a little out of control with some of the letters to the editor. Okay. Um, but other, other than that, um, I actually really have a lot of respect for how the paper looked and the kind of content that it had um, in the past. Sorry, my voice is cracking. Okay. <clears throat> and um, I'm really hoping that um, when you look at those older editions, you just see all the content, all the local coverage. Mm-hmm of all the boroughs, borough meetings, um, just an engaged community. I feel like oh, as newspapers have suffered over the more recent years, the Valley Mirror has also lost some of that. And I think that's that's something that we really want to get back. So kind of one of the things that have changed, as you asked, is um, over the years is just the type of content that we've been providing from how we originally started. And, um, you know, this is a paper of these communities. We want to shine a light on these communities. Mm-hmm. So that's really where we're going. We're, we're talking with, with Emily O'Connolly. She's the editor of the Valley Mirror in Munhall. You can reach out to them at 412-462-0626. You can also email them at valleymirror at comcast.net, or you can find them on Facebook. So th- some things have changed and some things have, have remained the same. I, I'm really fascinated by I really want to know, or maybe I don't want to know, what was in those letters to the editor that you said were getting a little bit out of control. Uh, one, one thing I have... Uh. <laughs> one thing I I haven't asked you is um, where, where do most people get the paper? Do they buy it in the store or do, do most, most of your readers subscriptions? So most of our readers um, do buy them in the, in stores or okay. off newsstands. Okay. Uh, we do have a, you know, a good subscriber base of people that are mailed the paper. Um, however, we are sold in mo- all of, I believe all of the giant eagles in our, that are in our readership area, mm-hmm. as well as um, several like convenience stores, like Coco's mm-hmm. gas stations yeah. um, and even like cafes. And, and, and how far away is the furthest? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that people who subscribe by mail, they have some connection to, 
the Mon Valley. How far away do these papers go? I mean, do you send them to Arizona oh, or Florida or? So definitely um, Florida, I believe, is the – I'm not sure if we have any in Arizona, but we definitely have several that go to Florida. Um, there seems to be this, like, little, I don't know, community of people that have moved from this area to Florida that all get the valley near. It's very interesting. I would like to talk to those people sometime. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to stereotype, but you, 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 you sound like you're probably pretty young. And, of course, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting to the age where everybody is pretty young. But when you're talking with your friends, are, are, have any of them gone into journalism? And, and what do they say about you taking over as editor of a newspaper in, in 2022? Uh, that's a great question. So uh, I, uh, I like to think that I'm young. But I'm in my um, I'm in my early 30s, mm-hmm. and it's definitely I'll put it this way: um, my friends are proud of of what I've done and what I'm trying to do, and they you know they like hearing about the newspaper. But I think at the same time, just me describing the workload and um, you know just the daily ongoing, I'm pretty sure that no friend of mine is ever going to run run towards <laughs> journalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the, the talk about that a, a little bit. What is the workload? I mean, Harry Truman, when he was president, said the buck stops here. I have to assume that, that with you, the, the buck stops with you with pretty much everything. Yes, I am doing the job of like four people. So, okay. um, we so before the pan, the, we were really greatly affected by the t- pandemic the same way that many businesses were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we lost some of our regular staff to um, jobs that were different, that didn't put them in contact as much. We were considered an essential business. We were still operating through mm-hmm. the whole pandemic. Um, so we, you know, some people had to take concerns of safety yeah. for their family. And um, we, with the way the labor market is now, we haven't filled all those positions. So we are definitely, that's something that we're working on in this time, though, it's I'm like the secretary, yeah. the graphic designer, the you know the editor in chief, and a writer. I'm still writing, so um, yeah. it's like a, I'm like a Jill of all trades now. And, and and I'm assuming that advertising probably suffered as well because I know a lot of the advertisers in in the Valley Mirror, like in most newspapers, are. Uh, consumer businesses or um, restaurants, um, and restaurants closed for a while. I, I, I know you carry a, a lot of the local death notices, and people for a while weren't having funerals, um, weren't having viewings. Yeah, so. so it was really interesting doing the the obituaries page, um, you know, during that time, because, you know, obituaries used to be, they would always be so much longer because they would include, like, what was happening with yeah. the, you know, with the service yeah. and then there's like it was like they're just stopped abruptly after you describe who the person survived by yeah. and like a little intro paragraph about them it was just oh this is going to be a private ceremony because nobody can go to the funeral right. so it was that was a really interesting um thing to observe in the newspaper scene but um as for the advertisers we've fortunately been really lucky to have um some great advertisers who've stuck with us and stuck with us through the pandemic of course, we've definitely, you know, lost advertisers over the times, especially during the pandemic. But we've fortunately been able to maintain like what I think is a comfortable, um, a comfortable amount of advertising. And we're just like really grateful to those advertisers. And so some of that has then bounced back then or, or didn't go down as, as much as it might have. Oh, yeah, definitely. Also, um, we do all of the advertising for the boroughs legals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is something that has just um, really increased like. You know, regardless of whether the pandemic was going on, local government was still happening. Sure. So, you know, we, we've seen an increase 
and since the, you know, now that we're recovering from the pandemic, we've seen an increase in advertising and definitely increase in um, municipality like movement. We have to take our second break. Time goes very quickly. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about this whole website thing. Uh, I, I have been told that the Internet was a fad and it was going to go away, but it seems like we're stuck with it for a while. Um, so we'll talk to you about that, and we'll also talk to you uh, uh, about what you're looking forward to, to your goals are um, in the years ahead, okay? Sounds good. Emily O'Connelly is the new editor of the Valley Mirror. That is the weekly paper serving the West Mifflin Steel Valley and Woodland Hills communities in the Mon Valley, 412 412- 462-0626 is the office number. You can email them, valleymirror at comcast.net, and you can find them on Facebook at The Valley Mirror. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Emily O'Connelly is our guest. She is the new editor of the Valley Mirror in Munhall. We're talking about weekly journalism and local journalism, which uh, everybody seems to acknowledge has has had a tough time of it uh, over these last 20 years. We have lost uh, a lot of especially daily newspapers, such as the McKeesport Daily News, the Pittsburgh edition of the Tribune Review. But um, thankfully, uh, some of the weeklies like the Valley Mirror are hanging in there. Um, we, we've touched on this topic a little bit, Emily. Uh, the Valley Mirror does not have a website, so if people want to read the paper, they needed to subscribe or they need to, to go buy it. Why was the decision made, I guess, years ago not to put the articles online? Do you know? So the main reason is a reason that is a, has plagued um, newspapers since the internet, basically, which is it's very difficult to monetize mm-hmm. um, content online, uh, especially, you know, if you put an article online, it's like, I think the thought process in the past um, has been what keeps people from sharing it with their friends and what prevents them from just not buying it anymore. And when that happens, then the pa- uh, when a paper is free, it loses value for its advertisers and it can also lose value for its readers. Um, so that has kind of been what's keep- kept us offline for so long. Um, however, uh, that we, that's something that we're exploring. Uh, I, I personally agree that news content should be free, but I think there's per- the purpose of a newspaper is to um, inform the public and information should always be free to everyone. Um, that being said, this is a business and it right. has costs. And in order to offset those costs, we do have to charge some content. So that is, we are working with the people who have done our redesign, which is a company called Creative Circle Media. Mm-hmm. They, um, we are working with them to come up with a solution. I know that there's other community newspapers that will put like half of the article online right. and then say, if you want to read the rest, go buy this off newsstands. And I'm always frustrated when that happens to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to go out of my way to go find that. Um, I, I've I'll, often, just, I'll just let it be a mystery. <laughs> I, I've often th- thought it was a little bit... Uh, fr- I've also had the same frustration because, you know, 
I, I don't mind. I, I subscribe to the Valley Mirror and I subscribe to a couple of other newspapers, and I don't mind that. But you know, there'll be a story in, let's say, the Indianapolis Star or the um, the Denver Post that I, I'm not going to subscribe to the Denver Post just to read one story. I've often wished it was kind of like right. I've often wished it was like iTunes, where if I don't want to buy the whole album for eleven ninety nine, I can just buy the one track for ninety nine cents. I, I, I wish there was a way to right. do that with newspapers. That I just want to read the one story for ninety nine cents. I don't I don't need a monthly subscription to uh, totally, again, the, totally. the Seattle Times uh, just to read one story. I, I completely agree. As I also um, subscribe to, I subscribe to digital news services yeah. myself. And, um, you know, the, the papers that aren't covered in that subscription bundle, it's very disappointing to really want to read some articles and not be able to find them. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, as a journalist, I completely understand it. Um, we want to make sure that the solution that we do find going online is fair for our yeah. readers and also fair for us. I can't say you know what that is right this moment, but um, I really do hope that that's going to be this year. Oh, it was, well, okay. So you just answered the, my next question, which was going to be, what is your time frame? So you're hoping uh, w- with within the year, um, people will start to be able to get some some of the content online then. Yes. Okay. What What are some of your other goals? What are some other things that you would like to accomplish uh, as the editor now, as you sort of move as the paper moves forward? So one of the things that is the most important to me is making sure that people know what's going on in their local government. So covering borough meetings mm-hmm. that's something that we're struggling with right now, and that is one of, probably the most important thing to me is making sure that we can cover what is basically the people that live in our readership really do care about what's going on in the communities they live in. And it can be difficult for people to keep track of all those things. So the most important definitely is covering local borough meetings. Also, just we really want to include more features about residents. You know, newspapers, they're for, they're for being in. So, you know, we definitely want our readers to be in our paper. You mentioned that you, you are looking to fill some positions. You are looking for freelancers. What, what sort of skills do they need to bring to you if, if someone wants to freelance write for the paper? I, I know in my own uh, efforts to recruit freelancers, I get people who want to write restaurant reviews or recipes. And while yeah. those, are, those are useful, uh, it's not getting the news covered. Um, what, what sort of skills do people need to bring? So I, compl- I completely feel that um, what you just said, I, uh, we also have a similar um, experience here at the Valley Mirror. The most important thing for somebody who wants to or is interested in writing freelance for us is they cannot be afraid to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you um, how many stories are submitted to me that have no quotes from anyone um, or, you know, just don't say where the information is coming from. You know, the whole point of writing about an event or something that's happening in the community is to showcase the residents and the people that are doing these events and playing them on. If you don't talk to the residents and you don't include their thoughts, that's to me, it's like, what's the point? So, you know, if somebody wants to write for us, you can't be scared to talk to people. You can't be afraid to, you know, ask, ask the person, can I record this interview? You know, so I can not misquote you because I think that quotes are probably the most important part of storytelling. I'm assuming some previous experience at a, at a high school or a college newspaper probably is helpful for people if they're interested in doing this. Yeah, um, it's definitely helpful. However, I'm personally willing to help train anybody that is interested and is a good, is, you know, decent writer, a good writer, as long as the person coming to me is willing to um, learn something about journalistic writing, because it's not the same as writing a, you know, a personal essay or a novel. Um, 
is, you know, as long as somebody's willing to learn something, I'm willing to help them and, you know, train them. And so it's, de- I, it's definitely a help, but it's not necessary. And, and I'm assuming the best way to reach out to you is uh, give us your email address and your phone number again, please. Being a, being a millennial, the best way to reach me is always ValleyMirror at Comcast.net, but you can always call the office at 412-462-0626. 412-462-0626 or ValleyMirror at Comcast.net. You can pick it up uh, anywhere in the Steel Valley, West Mifflin, and Woodland Hills areas at Giant Eagles and other um, local places. And then the paper comes out on what day of the week? The paper comes out on Thursdays, okay. so deadlines for submissions are t- t- Tuesdays. Are, t- are Tuesdays, and um, what, what's in this week's edition of the paper that's currently on the newsstands? So we have um, a great little story about uh, a restoration um, class that is being taught to local communities that happened at the Homestead Cemetery. Mm-hmm. So that's, um, I think every, most of the people in the Steel Valley area know about Homestead Cemetery and kind of the trials and tribulations they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that's in there. We have um, a story about whether or not artificial intelligence can be used to stop school shootings. Um, part of our readership is plagued by gun violence. Yeah. So, um, you know, we also have some really, you know, nice columns. Uh, Kristen, of course, is always in there. Everybody enjoys her columns. So if you're if you listen to Kristen here, you know, you should definitely check out her her life's still a little slice of life. Emily O'Connolly has been our guest. She's the new editor of the Valley Mirror in Munhall. Thank you so much, Emily, for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.